Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everyone. John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Let's take a quick break. You know what's one of my favorite things to do post-dancing rehearsal? Not gonna lie, it's putting on some sweatpants immediately and having a drink. You all know I love a glass of wine or two, but I also like to switch it up. So lately, Jason and I have been making a little cocktail at night using Rum Haven. Rum Haven believes Mother Nature did things right, so it's crafted using real coconut water and not using artificial preservatives or flavorings. It is so incredibly refreshing. I mentioned I like to add it to a cocktail, but it's also actually great over ice with a splash of club soda. It tastes like I'm on vacation, sitting on an island somewhere far, far away, which is without a doubt a great feeling, especially during these crazy times. So make sure to follow at Rum Haven on Instagram because they post all types of these seasonal recipes. They do giveaways and tips. Plus, when you go to discover.rumhaven.com, you can find their latest blogs, quizzes, and any promotions they have going on. On one of their latest blog posts, they actually have some tips about planning your virtual watch party, which is pretty perfect since everyone's favorite reality show is back on Tuesdays. Be sure to have a little virtual drink with me, sip some Rum Haven, maybe even while you're listening to the pod. Let me know what you think. Celebrate more for less at HomeSense. More yummy, the best cookware by far. And three cheers for bar. More I love it gifts from chocolate to spa to ooh la la. Home Sense Cheer is here. Koi is back, and we are going to break down all of the WBTV goodness coming at you for Comic Con. We've also got an insane creative team on a new Spider Man book. I cannot wait to talk about that. It is Collider Heroes, and I am so glad to be back. <laughs> 
and I am so glad to welcome a very special guest here at the Collider Heroes table. It is Mr. Jay Washington. I am here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I'm happy I'm going to have the same amount of energy as y'all, so I'm here. <laughs> You're one of the only people welcome. that can swim in these extremely... Those, those extremely energetic waters? Yes, I know. Manic I'm... jet lag meets my own sensibilities. Strap in. Man, listen. <laughs> who are you telling? I it am beyond Heroes exhausted. 311. We are wow. very deep into the Ramita Jr. X-Men saga. We are approaching the end of Todd McFarlane drawing on Spider-Man and... It is June 25th. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about both of these stories, but particularly with you for all this yes. Warner Brothers TV stuff. The moment I saw this news break, I was like, Jay Washington is the only man I should invite on the show. What do you think about the onslaught of TV to replace the lack of film at Comic-Con? Well, I mean, you have to have something. And if you're Warner Brothers, the only big thing you're shooting at right now is uh, it. You're just going to do It Chapter 2. So you have, you're not giving us Birds of Prey. You're not giving us Wonder Woman 1984. Don't remind me of what I'm not getting. <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying? So you have to give us something. Look over there. Right, you have to give us something in the superhero realm. And now with the addition of Batwoman on, on top of all the other shows, you're going to have just an onslaught of stuff coming. Berlanti, them just keep making things. And then hopefully, with not just the Arrowverse, we get word on what's going to happen with Doom Patrol. We're mm-hmm. going to hopefully see what, what goes on with Stargirl. You know, we know Swamp Thing is out of here. Rest in peace, Swamp Thing. It's so good, too. It's it's okay. It doesn't know what it wants to be just yet. I think it got told what it was going to be, and then it got told what it wasn't going to be at yeah, the same time. Uh, yeah, because that's, that's how it comes across. So now you have to fill this up, and you have people who want these shows. And, of course, we're building up to this big event, this Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're going to use all the TV shows to push this. And it's Arrow's last season, so right. what else? What do you think about them premiering full episodes at Comic-Con? I think that's an inspired choice. I mean, they do this a lot. Sure. But it's nice. Like, it, it is nice they're in this sort of abundance of riches position <laughs> where they're sort of like, you want Harley Quinn? We got Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. You want Teen Titans Go? We got Teen Titans Go. <laughs> oh, you would like some Batwoman? Like, I think at least two points in the weekend they're going to be screening yeah. um, the pilots. Let's, yeah, getting- let's run down this actual list of what we're getting. Uh, they're going to preview Batwoman and, and Pennyworth. Pennyworth. Yeah. We, which have we talked about Pennyworth on here? We, we, not we, enough. We, we, not we, enough. Not a lot. We just talk about it <laughs> vaguely. We talk about casting announcements and then we uh-huh. just go from it because it's hard to really. You you're excited for it. You know it's limited. You know this is what you get in like ten episodes, mm-hmm. right? And that's it. So it's like. Do I want to keep waiting? Do I want you to show me something I don't have it? Or do you just like, just wait, just give it to me all when I finally get it? I love the limited because especially with the casting of Alfred this last time, like what a boss. I want to see what yes. that Alfred starts as. I want to see James Bond butler extraordinaire. Well, that's well, what he's supposed to be. And clearly, like he's so Michael Caine in that preview. <laughs> where you're just like, all right, go ahead, bring it on. Like yeah. it's, it's like the, uh, this super delightful, it feels like they're like, we're green lighting. It's 1986 and we're green lighting an eight-part maxi-series prequel thing for Alfred. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like, where it's just like, this is just kind of an else world, kind of a don't ask questions. Yeah. It just fits into continuity somehow, and it's going to be real fun. That's what it looks like to I me. I think DC is, when it comes to TV shows now, it's like continuity, yeah, it's an else worlds. That's the easy way they write it off real quick. <laughs> and it's an else worlds. I'm about that. It I, feels great to not have to stress. And yeah, because once we've established it, and you let us know this is what it is, you're like, all right, so this is what the show is. Cool. Every <laughs> article I see about, like, how the Joker and Robert Pattinson 
person's Batman might meet. I'm like, no, you they missed won't. the point. That is not the move. That is like, not going to happen. Let us exist in this time of abundance of riches where we don't have to worry about how X and Y meet. It let X and Y exist. It is hilarious that we are getting that the same year that we are technically getting something inspired by Crisis on Infinite Earths, which of course is yes. the event that wiped all that stuff out because they were like, people cannot keep track of this. <laughs> it is too confusing. Um, so we assume it won't do what it says because if it did, it would wipe out all of these separate universes and make them into one. Uh, and that which would... I wouldn't mind when it comes to the Arrowverse to okay. an extent. Only because... And it's but only like, for what Supergirl. What Lightning? Well, that's what I was going to say. Only for Supergirl. If you bring Supergirl's universe into the rest of them, I'm cool with Black Lightning staying alone. I'm fine with it. Let him and the daughters build up come the next season. And we're, get, we're getting all the other metahumans out of Freeland. We're about to have the outsiders. Let that ride on its own. Don't bring... Look, Celine, I'm talking to you in the camera, bruh. Don't do this. Don't let him do this. <laughs> I mean, it's basically just like when Marvel did their 2015 Secret Wars event. Yeah. And they basically mm-hmm. wanted to close up shop on the Ultimates, but they had Spider-Gwen going on and it was too good to mess with. So even though they ran around being like, all the alternate universes are gone, except how, that one. Like, however... Because we're not going to wreck the good thing yes. that we have going... It's weird because it's like it's the best call for the stories and to carry them forward, but you have to admit it's confusing. And they do, they're Very. doing that now with Gwenpool. Like Gwenpool <laughs> is a book that's been canceled twice, but she pops up in event books and then goes, "I've been canceled twice. That's why I'm in an event book." And you're like, "That's correct, Gwenpool." <laughs> <laughs> like it's this amazing thing that with comics you can do these insane she narratives. She has a new series coming again. I was just going through the previews. That's it. Like, and she's in War of the Realms, commenting on the fact that she's in War of the Realms because it's an event book. She's telling us when she is in War. Oh, yeah, she's in War of the Realms in the current like the two weeks last. <laughs> Goes issues. She's in War of the Realms talking about how this next page is going to be a splash page because it's an event book. That's why she's here. And that <laughs> is her letting us know. And now she's coming back. But speaking of DC, uh, we get the Pennyworth show, which yes. is going to be. Yes. We've seen trailers, we've seen little pieces. It does look like Harry Brown, Michael Caine, which I think is fantastic. Jeremy Irons and Michael Caine being the Alfreds of the modern lore is a perfect jump-off point to go back in time to the show, and I think that's great. Uh, and then Thursday, July 18th, we get Teen Titans Go! has a brand new episode and Q&A. Mm-hmm. On Friday, we've got Veronica Mars' world premiere screening, which is so cool, because that's a Kickstarter-funded situation. I think it's great that we're seeing that at Comic-Con, because literally, that's the room where the most amount of people would have donated. Like, yes. Having a, you know, <laughs> at that moment. That yep. is where the zealots will be, and the zealots should be rewarded. At that it's moment. perfect to me. Uh, on uh, 1.30 on Friday as well, we have DC Superhero Girls brand new episode and Q&A yeah. later that afternoon 315 Legacies special video presentation uh, at 430 we got Pennyworth again with Q&A at 8 o'clock Rooster Teeth special video presentation in room 60E corporate Saturday. structures y'all so Saturday is the day where they've taken over what Warner would have done in Hall H and put it in ballroom 20 they put it in ballroom 20 because I mean, granted, they have a break because at first it's 1030 to 1145. That's the Batwoman pilot screening and a Q&A. Yep. So you're getting everything. Then it's a break from 330 until nine o'clock for them. They pretty much just keep going. Yeah, they stay in there. They stay in there because it's from 3.30 to 4.15. You get an aerial special presentation, Q&A, of course, asking about the last season. What can we expect? Things like that. 4.15 to 5 o'clock, Supergirl. What can we expect with her going over into it? How many people do we bring over now that you have Martian Manhunter's father's his brother now is brought in so it's like how do you do that black lightning of course last i don't know if they started filming i know they were in the writer's room already so i don't think they've started shooting yet for lightning uh flash we'll probably get something out of that and then the dc universe series sneak previews that is the one i'm interested in granted it's at night 
It's two but hours. It's two hours. So, of course, we're going to get some for Titans. Of course, we're going to get Young Justice because that's dropping anyway. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Harley Quinn. But, again, Stargirl is the big question and Doom Patrol. I really need to know, are they going to renew Doom Patrol? Because you left it so perfect, and it was a great series and a great season. So you have to do something about that. I am going to uh, throw out there, of course, as many of y'all know, I also work for DC Daily now where uh, they run a real tight ship. So I have no idea what the answers to any of those questions are. I can say personally that y'all know I love Doom Patrol. Yes. And I'm going to be uh, flipping out if, if if we get, like, word on more Doom Patrol. Also, yeah, I have I, all the same questions. We need a hashtag Emmy Patrol. And I say that for Diane Guerrero to be nominated for an Emmy for her role as Crazy Jane. And even for Brendan Fraser as Robot Man. He's so good. He is amazing as it. And then Sunday, we've got closer now. <laughs> of course, trying to get the actual Yeah, the news section. Uh, Supernatural has, has finally reached its end. So Supernatural will be, is it, is, isn't this the last season? This is final. Right. So they finally decided to do it. At first, they season weren't. Season 75. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, did I? Because they uncanceled it a couple they, times. Yeah, they, at first they were like, no, we're just going to do it. Now, this is it. Okay. I want to make sure it. my news is up to date. Who knows? Jensen Ackles flies in. It might just change in, in 30 minutes. Back. You know, That might uh, be what they say at the panel. We don't know. That's true. So that, that panel is 1030 in the morning. Either it's revolved or it's actually the end. Uh, and then at 11.45, a River- Riverdale special video presentation. So they literally have Thursday through Sunday. They have all day Saturday into the night. DCTV is running this Comic-Con. I'm really excited about the amount of news we're going to have coming out of this because every single thing is represented in its own way and all of them have hours worth of content. So I think the void left by DC Film has been more than plugged with this insanity and I, I think it's a great move. Yeah, I mean, and you, your shows have been growing, but also you and I were talking about this off air. It's proving time for a lot of these shows. Mm. We know Arrow goes bye-bye no matter what. This is a proven season for Legends. It's got a proven wants to stay around. This is a proven season for Supergirl, whether people want to hear this or not. It has to prove it wants to stay around. Flash is the only one seemingly set. Yes, Black Lightning is not even set in stone because its ratings have been wonky, but I blame that on constantly shifting the days. Mm. That is that is a bad thing. When you constantly keep saying, hey, well, find it here, find it there, yeah. find it here, find it there. You're going to lose your ratings in the midst of that. People have to work really hard to keep up with. Yeah, something. you can't just say, like, oh, oh Tuesday at nine, I got this show. No, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. now it's Monday, now it's Tuesday, and it's probably Sunday, so. So Supergirl and Batwoman are going to be uh, Sunday together. They're right? Sunday together, they're back to back. So Batwoman is safe. Everybody knows that one is safe. That's going to run its season. I think because they didn't even do the pilot before they decided to give it the full series order. Mm. So that one's safe. Um, they're doing the back-to-back because, of course, in the crossover last year, World's Finest. Yeah, they were, the, they were the two. But no, no, you knew it was setting it up. Yeah. So we'll get at least one crossover with I them, too. I mean, come two. on. That's so fun to hear. I mean, it's fun to hear. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you did it. But does, the question now is, how do we do it? Mm. Because Kara's on a different Earth. Yeah. Bad Woman is in this regular Earth Prime, whatever we're calling this Earth that the Arrowverse is set in. So how do you do that before you bring in this major crossover? Well, and just as an interesting thing, those shows can and should have different tones. So I'm really interested to see how Absolutely. that combination of lead-ins is going to work. Because it's not the exact same kind of show, and it probably isn't the exact same mm-hmm. audience, you know what I mean? In the sense that, like, Arrow and Flash are defined by contrast. Absolutely. Like, where they're very different shows, but Dark you get and really light. interesting yeah. sparks off each other. Yes. You're going to get the same thing if you end up throwing, a, like, somehow via dimensional shenanigans, Supergirl <laughs> and Batwoman against each other. Yeah. And, and um, I think so that's going to be... See how it goes. I think that's the strength of them being back-to-back. I think that's a great way to show the duality without it being distant. I think that's what... I I personally think that's what BVS could have been, is showing the darkness of Batman, the lightness of Super- 
Superman, and like there were moments of that, absolutely. I love mm-hmm. some of the images Zack Snyder captured of Superman up and Batman down. That's what I want this one-two punch on Sundays to be. And as a Smallville kid, I'm just excited to see two freaking super shows on Sunday. Yeah. That's like an incredible feat just to know that's coming out, because <laughs> like, why in my day I just listened to that one song, somebody saved me, and now we've got this. So, a so, uh, quick question for Koi about, yes. you know, things that childhood Koi would have dreamed of. I have been waiting so <laughs> patiently to find out what the heck you've been up to yeah, while man. we were missing you. So I've been following your Instagram and stuff like that, man. I don't know what's going on. Bro. I was gone for like eight days, and I got to say, I went to Vegas, and we did amazing Comic Con, and I got to I got to help George Perez retire, which was an honor beyond honor. George Perez is is one of the titans of comic books. Uh, <laughs> talking to Jim Starlin, went to Cirque du Soleil with Jim Starlin. What was like? <laughs> Childhood. Explain that to five-year-old me. So all of that was like, this is the one of the most incredible weeks ever. Uh, Rob and I did a great panel. We great times. But then I got to fly to London, and that was for a very special episode of comic book shopping in honor of Spider-Man: Far From Home, where I got to talk comic books, some of which I saved since the beginning of the season. There's some deep cuts in there. You guys are gonna dig with one of my favorite actors of all time, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal and I wow. went comic book shopping, and the dude is so invested in the mythology of comics and what comics represented to me and to the people that love them, to Mysterio, to Spider-Man. We had some of the best conversations. Jake is the coolest. Everything you've ever wondered, he is that awesome and more. Uh, Jake's rad, and he's so versed in the world and genre content and he wants to know more. He's like a sponge of wanting to know knowledge. So it's it's an episode that is, I don't know how they're going to cut it to, to run time because it was just me and him just geeking out. He, he's, Jake's fantastic. I cannot wait for you guys to see it. <laughs> me and Mysterio talking comic books and it drops a week from today. Next Tuesday we'll have that for you guys. And Spider-Man Far From Home, I can't say anything about except for... <laughs> that is saying a lot <laughs> when you said nothing. That is just... <laughs> Just a smile and a... <laughs> to round up some of those conversations we never thought that we'd be having, you and I got to sit down with one of our very favorite people. Of all time, one of my favorite writers. Who it turns out is as rad as his books. Yes. Which is so nice to find out, by the yes. way, when you're like, oh, you're real fun to talk to. You're and actually also, a good person. Thanks yeah. for, you know... Defining Deadpool? Yeah, thanks for redefining Deadpool. Thanks for giving <laughs> us all of these characters. And that was, of course, Mr. Joe Kelly. So video games, animation, directing, uh, one of the most iconic runs of Deadpool, and now a new iconic run of Deadpool. Uh, is there anything you haven't done yet you want to do? Is there anything like on left in the, the, the creative list? Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, there's always more projects, obviously. Uh, I would like to ultimately direct a feature would be the goal. I'd love to write more films. Um, you know, Giants. Uh, I actually went to school for screenwriting. That was oh. sort of my initial training. That's how I got into Marvel. They had come to our program for looking for new talent. Um, so for a while, I got pulled away from that and then was able to get back to it a little bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, as far as media in general, um, I love video games. I mean, I'd love to do sort of from a, the ground up a, a game that was, you know, one of my concepts or a man of action concept that we really shepherd. Um, and then uh, I, I wouldn't mind taking a crack at a novel. I never thought I had a prose voice. Uh, and then I started messing around at that National Novel Writing Month thing that pops mm-hmm. up every year, mm-hmm. which yeah. is actually a really cool program. Uh, and I found I, if I didn't pay attention, I could write super fast. You know, I was like a thousand words an hour kind of person. And I was banging out this 
story that I just started rereading. I was like, oh, this is fun. But it's like, you know, when I get my back pension, I'll have time to do that because we have a lot going on. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but I, I love it all. It's, it's just about what stories do you want to tell? I just love, you know, I, I love and have been lucky enough to tell stories. You know, I, I, I went to school with plenty of people that we all got that same degree and not everybody gets to tell stories. You know what I mean? And uh, I was in the right place at the right time and, and really lucky and hooked up with, with good people that believed in me and, and helped get me where I am. So, uh, Joe freaking Kelly. <laughs> he is as awesome as his Deadpool is. And also, like, we hung out and talked after. And It was a really fun conversation, both on and, and off yeah. camera. He was just really great to sit down with. He's got had worked on so many different things for so long. At comics, how, film, TV, like he's so versed how, in making things. How are you still here in the physical form is what I'm trying to figure out. I, I, I'm <laughs> having done this with Joe Kelly and then Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal. Like there should be nothing but an essence and red hair. So it was, like, oh, yeah, that's, this is me like holding myself together with sheer energy and hype because like, it was no Joe way. Kelly, who is one of the most definitive Deadpool of yes. all time. And then we had the Krypton guys in who were fantastic. And we shocked like Shakespearean influences. And then I literally Cameron hopped is on a, a, the best. And Cam's both of those homie. interviews are online right now. You we're can watch Joe look, Kelly and Cameron. We're going to look in Corey's bag and find the magic lamp. Because there's <laughs> something. Because like, ah, okay. he's not real. This and isn't thank real. you for uh, making the wish include all of us. I'm just, uh, yeah. the, the selfishness, I'm so sorry, guys. But to go from all of that and then like to no, literally get, get on a plane. I, I yeah, talked to Joe Kelly. We're all right. amazing. <laughs> and then, then Vegas, then Jake Gyllenhaal, Mysterio. It's, I literally am so excited to share all of this. And Joe Kelly interview is like, one of my favorites. Like, I can't wait for the world to see. So find it. It's on Collider right now. But we have one more news story. Speaking of magic lamps and wish fulfillment, I do believe someone in this breakdown, it's their wish because J.J. Abrams' son, huge Spider-Man fan, is writing Spider-Man with his pops. That's right. There is a new Spider-Man book with J.J. Abrams, his son, Henry Abrams, and Sarah Pakelli doing the art. The covers are Olivia Coipel. We don't know, but he's amazing. There's a lot of eyes in it. He's a really talented artist, and I'm sorry, Olivier Coipel, that I have not learned to say your name, but it's very hard to find pronunciation resources on the internet. This is my plea. Uh, also, Sarah Pakelli, I got your name wrong for years, but you are in- an incredible artist, and I'm so excited. Like, literally anyone could be writing this book, and I would be like, Sarah Pakelli, Five Parts Spider-Man, I'm in. No matter what. Like, this book's going to be a, a gangbuster seller. But and- it's not literally anyone. It's J.J. friggin' Abrams. But here's, here's the question. The New York Times ran this. That's what got me Yeah, excited. but are you mad about the way they, they pushed it at first with the spider web oh, with the Four. That was, it was there, just a countdown, y'all. We I all know. got carried away. No, no, it was so much five. speculation. You start with a five. five. You don't just go from four. four. You don't just start with four. Who counts from four. Because with four, especially with everything going on in comic book worlds, TV and film, you start with four with a spider web. You're like, oh my god! I thought it was Alex Ross doing a uh, reinterpretation of Sam Raimi's script, and we were finally going to see what that script was with Vulture. I think everybody, yeah, I thought, it was I thought we were getting that. It of, is not their fault that we run away with things. In fact, I had to laugh because when they put it up, they wrote like Marvel Comics and a hashtag on it, and mm. I was like, I wonder if they just learned from everybody getting really excited about the Weapon X project, which they like the Marvel. Uh, put it out and it was like Marvel put out a Weapon X project and everyone was like wait are they teasing Wolverine in the MCU oh, and they yeah. sort of had See, to be like no but like we're a comic book company we announced comic but things thing, so at least for this one they put Marvel comics they on let it you, just to be right, like they were like hey we can't have this happen again but that's the thing you you do that and the way the internet goes crazy we see anything if it weren't something else we just go off to the races with things yeah, and we did predict but what we're gonna... was, the level of depression that hit everybody there was like jj abrams and his son writing a comic book 
I was still Let excited. I was on. literally how everybody felt. The yes, they're a comic book company. They should be no, no, excited I, wait, about I, I, I agree comics. with you. It's just that the initial the initial announcement of what it was, you were but just like, oh. And then you were like, okay, well, it's J.J. Abrams. Afterwards, you know, it, it, it worked in. But then at first, you were just like, really? Really? <laughs> I'm excited for a Spider-Man book to make the New York Times. I'm excited Which for is, that is dope too. the scope of what that JJ can bring to the story. He's a great storyteller, and now there's no budget because it's a comic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can make the story as big as you want. You can go crazy places because it's huge. Because it's a comic, and it's just the words going to a piece of paper being drawn. Right. It's literally of the beauty. Of, of the words going to paper and being <laughs> I got so excited I cut you off because I, I, I totally thought of a cool segue. Okay. We've got a pull list. There it is. And this will be on it in the future. <laughs> this comic's soon to be on our pull list. But this week's pull list features, I think, the most crossover you and I have ever had. Uh, I sent my list and I was like, Koi, I think it's the same list. And he was like, it's the same list. <laughs> this is what we're doing this week. Our number one pick is a book that I didn't know was coming and <laughs> just suddenly leapt at me. And it is Spider-Man Annual Presents... Peter Porker Spider Ham number one, a book full of brevity and ham. You you act like you're going wrong with Spider Ham, okay? Yeah, you can never go wrong with Peter Porker. A, you can never go wrong with Peter Porker. <laughs> B, you certainly can't when Jason Latour's working on it, but so are Phil Lord and Chris Miller, along with David LaFuente and Rico Renzi. Ever since uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, they're yeah. they're going to be heavily involved in this universe, whether it's comic books, film, animation. They're going to be definitely a part of this for a long time to come. So my my sneaky tangent was going to be an an iconic duo of filmmaking into another iconic duo of filmmaking, the Abrams into Lord oh, Miller. I should have had patience. Just, that I, was so good. <laughs> but also, let's note that we are living in an age where filmmakers are working on comic books because they love the source material, and if that isn't success in the culture of comics, I don't know what is. Yeah. So, just a testament to books. So pick that up, vote with your wallets. Our number two, also pick it up and vote with your wallets because this book is going to be magic. X-Men Grand Design, Extinction number two. This is the final issue of Ed Pisker. You know, Coy and I are both kind of obsessed with Ed Pisker, who's an amazing cartoonist, uh, who has been retelling his own version of the history of the X-Men, and this is the grand finale. Go get it. Look at that cover. You know you already need it. Put it on your list. And then we have Dial H for Hero number four. Yes, this one uh, is at the top of my pull list right now. Uh, Y'all met Sam Humphreys last week on the show, who is super delightful and also a really talented writer. This book has a bonkers premise uh, based in the classic bonkers idea of the H dial. And it's honestly, every issue is just unmissable. You got to check it out. We'll get into it on the podcast. And our final two for the week, which we will dive deep into in the podcast, because they are ending their runs, the final issue of War of the Realms, which is number six, and the final issue of Major X ends at number six. So the end of two giant miniseries that have been running as summer event titles are concluding this week. A lot of insane comic books, and then the future looks bright as well with Spider-Man and with DC TV. Jay? Where can they find the internet? Twitter, Instagram, at Mr. J. Washington. You see it in the lower third. Spell it out yourself. Check out the Mad Titan podcast where I get you caught up on everything happening in the Marvel and DC live action cinematic universes. It is Barbershop Talk for Nerds. Come on in the convo. Heck yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you always for having me. You two got to have free schedules so I can get y'all on the podcast. Mm. Yes, don't act like I don't want them. They just too busy. Coy was just in London. <laughs> and be sure to check out. <laughs> Thanks for that tangent. Next week's comic book show with Jake freaking Gyllenhaal. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to share it with you guys. And Thursday, Giant Size with myself and Amy, where we dive into the rest of the news from this week. Thank you all so much. And until next week, stay, stay sweaty. sweaty. <laughs>
Stay little chico, pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.